0: Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the pediatric podcast aimed at pediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. My name's Dr. Stacey Harris and I'm one of the pediatric trainees here in Wales. Today we're joined by Leona Walsh and Christine Henderson. They both work for the Professional Support Unit here in Wales. We had planned a well being study day here in Wales for pediatric trainees. But unfortunately, due to the current situation, it had to be cancelled. But they have kindly agreed to record a podcast for us about realising strengths. I really hope that this helps to give you some tips, tricks and some added tools to your toolbox to help you get through this situation. Happy listening.
1: Everyone, We hope you are well. This podcast was created for you by Leona Walsh and
2: Christine Henderson from the Professional Support Unit at HEIW. At this challenging time, many of us are experiencing fear and anxiety. We're afraid for our health, worried about our finances, relationships, the loss of routines, not being to see families, friends and loved ones, and even not being able to watch our favourite sports. We're all resilient individuals and we can work together in challenging times to find new ways of being. Over the last few weeks, what kinds of things are trainees telling you they're worried about, Leona?
1: So the type of calls uh, I've been receiving are from trainees who are talking about loss of control, uncertainty, fear for their loved ones and for their own health, uh, their uh, their own future in particular, and impact on progression of training, impact on their career of this current situation we're in. So how can people
2: rationalise this?
1: Well, when you're experiencing loss, you could ask yourself have i really lost this thing that i'm uh, fearing for is it a permanent or is it, is this permanent or have things just changed temporarily how can i recover from this it may feel very challenging to answer those questions at that very moment in time of uncertainty though so is there a way that people can put it into
2: perspective
1: well perhaps one could think, as I said, is this permanent or is it just a temporary suspension of life as I know it? Uh, will this allow me to accomplish other things? Is there a learning I can take from this and uh, of, of from how I'm feeling from this situation? Uh, adversity often presents opportunities and uh, that we may otherwise not uh, not realize and may miss.
2: Fear and loss can be crippling, but they're also fantastic motivators to get us into action. So, how might we find resources we didn't think we had or we didn't think existed?
1: Well, we've all probably experienced adversity or loss of some type in our lives. Maybe a relationship breakdown, or a loss of a loved one, or financial loss of one type or another. It may have felt monumental at the time, but We all survived. Um, We know that losing something can be hugely painful. We must not allow ourselves to become overwhelmed with the negative emotions of this or the thoughts that might come with this this negativity and
2: resume to move forward in, uh, in it. So how would you recommend people reflect on their past challenges?
1: Well, one might think, How did I overcome adversity that time, that the last time it happened or in the past? What got me through it? What past experiences have I found helpful? That kind of inner strength and resilience, what helped me through it? Um, We can also gain from process if we allow ourselves to be brave and identify our strengths and opportunities. Well, let me ask you, Christine, how would you go about identifying your
2: strengths? Well, if we think about strengths, I might start by jotting down a few ideas. So, what do I know that I'm good at, for example? What do others tell me that I'm good at? And what do I get recognised or thanked for most often? That would be the place where I started. And then from that... I'd consider what what does the research say, because there's plenty of academic research that tells us where we go from there.
1: Yes, you're right. And and certainly positive psychology research focuses on positive emotions and uh, it it can help us to optimise life satisfaction in general. Um, For example, Van Arteren's research uh, uh, in improving the well-being and resilience of healthcare services staff uh, found that uh, uh, there's been significant positive effects of group-based training on well-being and resilience uh, for staff working in the medical sector. Also, studies done by Wallace uh, and Lemery uh, and, um, and Gali in physician wellness and uh, study by Hall, Johnson and Watt um, uh, on healthcare staff well-being and burnout found that improving the well-being of healthcare services staff can be beneficial for both staff and patient um, as poor well-being is associated with reduced clinical care capacity so using positive uh, psychology in in its in in the settings that we work working can be extremely beneficial
2: and you know what leona sometimes laughter is the best medicine it's your body's way of coping with stress releasing tension and resetting your brain to be more positive A good laugh will release endorphins and dopamine, nature's feel-good chemicals.
1: It might seem unthinkable to find anything funny when you're struggling, but sometimes just stepping back and seeing the humour of the situation can help lighten your mood and allow you to move forward. Finding your sense of humour when facing adversity is a healthy way to build resilience, no matter how bad your situation
2: is. Yep. Thinking through the worst case scenarios and considering how you'd react is also good mental preparation. What structure is there that you could put around mental preparation? Well, I would think about
1: what would your plan of action be in a time of crisis? So I would run through potential disasters or potential crisis situations on sometimes regular basis, not necessarily dwelling on negative possibilities, but thinking how I would react, which helps me or helps an individual build mental strength and flexibility to overcome those challenges in real time. So thinking through your potential reactions uh, will allow you to manage anxiety and stress to help you stay calm and rational when you need it. So as you become aware of rising anxiety, what right resources might be useful, Christine?
2: Well, Victor Frankl said, between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space lies our freedom to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And What he was saying was that we don't have to react to situations. We can sit back, consider, and then act. The stop technique can be useful in allowing us to... First of all, recognise and then manage our emotions and our response to the situation going on around us. So the stop technique starts with stop. Just pausing for a moment, taking a breath, noticing breathing as you breathe in and out, in through the nose and out through the nose. You might want to notice that the air is cool at the nostrils on the in-breath, warmer at the nostrils on the out-breath. And the longer you can make that breath, the calmer you'll feel, the slower your heart rate will be and the more in control you'll feel. So when you've taken the breath, just take a moment then to observe what thoughts are going through your mind. Focus of attention. What are you reacting to? Then pull back slightly, put it into some perspective. What's the bigger picture? When you look at this, what advice would you give a friend? Is it fact or opinion, this thought that's going through your mind at the moment? What will be feel like in six months' time? Because remember, all this will pass. Then practice what works. Proceed. Move on. Focus your attention so that you're getting the best out of yourself right now, the best out of others right now, and responding rather than reacting to the situation. It might not be possible to practice all those steps in a busy, busy situation, but you can still at any point just sit, focus on the breath, stand, focus on the breath, even walking along, focus on the breath. And it just gives you that opportunity to take back control rather than feeling emotional and reacting rather than responding. So we all carry this tool around with us. We can all just breathe, just focus and bring the emotions under control and allow that clarity of mind and thinking.
1: Absolutely, Christine. Uh, One of my favourite Dr. Alan Watkins studies in total coherence. He has developed breathing techniques to improve heart rate variability and he works with sports Uh, sports personalities uh, to to help uh, to work on on stress in the moment, Um, what he talks about uh, and what he suggests is that practicing rhythmic breathing three times a day for as little as five minutes can help to achieve coherence in a relatively short time and can help improve responses to stressful situation or performance under stress. And I've certainly seen it help uh, for trainees in exam situations, in interviews, or even managing the stress of what am I going to
2: see when running to a call. Okay. so in addition to the support that I can provide for myself, what about the support from those around me?
1: Well, I would invite you to look around yourself and uh, think about, am I facing this challenge alone? Who is in there with me? Who else is in my circle that perhaps has has the capabilities to help me? And look at the strengths that, that I or you see in others that might inspire you or might help you in overcoming that. And you can either observe the, the type of qualities the, the individuals exhibit and, and practice those for yourself,
2: or you can maybe ask for them to mentor you. Of course, mentoring. It's a thread throughout good medical practice, including the GMC's Leadership and Management for All Doctors. It states that all doctors should be willing to take part in a mentoring scheme offered by the employer or take on a mentoring role. And the BMA in 2004, their Exploring Mentoring Report, also advocates for mentoring throughout a doctor's career as a way of improving working lives and and it's an important component of lifelong learning.
1: Absolutely. And it's very well demonstrated in the 2008 study by Stephen Oxley and Fleming in mentoring for NHS doctors, uh, which also found that mentoring not only helps with the resolution of issues within professional practice, personal well-being and development, but it also benefits uh, beyond the doctor's professional role to cross the personal professional type interference. So problem solving and change management seem to be the key process underpinning the raft of professional and and, uh, personal benefits that have been reported through this. But there are a few things to remember around uh, mentoring. And uh, that is, first of all, it needs to be one-to-one. It needs to be offline. So it shouldn't be by your educational supervisor. Uh, It is completely confidential. It is person-oriented, So it's around the goals and the achievements or the the, uh, development of the the mentee. It helps to build the capacity sometimes for both the mentee and mentor. And um, it definitely, the, the partnership of that brings mutual benefits to both the mentor and mentee. Christine, what other tools may we want to have uh, uh, have in mind?
2: I think it's important to remember uh, that life is full of adversity and struggle and just remembering how we can be positive about things that have happened to us in the past in retrospect. And it's through these difficult times that we learn the most important lessons in life and build resilience. So it might feel hard at the moment but it will be positive for the future. Adversity often presents opportunities we might otherwise miss. So now is your chance to dig deep and face this obstacle head on. If we're facing it with others, that's even better. We can feel supported by others.
1: Absolutely. A positive mindset is an important coping skill when dealing with adversity. So a healthy dose of optimism will go a long way when you're faced with challenges. Look to your strengths and find the silver linings in what you're going through. Cultivate positivity and be grateful. Remind yourself daily of at least three things that you are
2: grateful for. And think about your strengths, acknowledge your strengths. Knowing your strengths will allow you to be more resourceful, especially at times of adversity. It gives an excellent chance to take advantage of opportunities which only come when you're focused. Your strengths are your gifts. You can pass them on to others and use them to improve yourself. So for now, thank yourself for listening today. And don't forget, the one thing you can always count on is change. Change is constant. So whatever's going on right now, just think things will change and it'll be okay in
0: the end. Thank you. Bye.
2: Thanks. Bye.
0: Wow. Thank you both so much for doing that. I certainly picked up quite a few tips and tricks and some tools which I'm going to try out when I'm next in work. I really appreciate you taking the time to record that to help trainees during this challenging time. So there'll be a PDF file on our website, www.dragonbytespodcast.com which will have the resources that they talked about uh, during this podcast. Also, check out the website for other podcasts to listen to. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites.